Joshua chapter 24, verse 1. And Joshua gathered all the tribes of Israel to Shechem, and called for the elders of Israel, and for their heads, and for their judges, and for their officers, and they presented themselves before God. Shechem is where the tabernacle is. 2. And Joshua said unto all the people, Thus saith the Lord, the God of Israel, Your fathers dwell of old time beyond the river, even Terah, the father of Abraham, and the father of Nahor, and they served other gods. When Abraham was a boy, God told them to leave that land and go to Canaan, and his father only went part way to Terah. And then from there, Abraham obeyed the Lord and went all the way to Canaan in faith, and he became a child of God because he obeyed the Lord and he left paganism completely. 3. And I took your father Abraham from beyond the river and led him throughout all the land of Canaan and multiplied his seed and gave him Isaac. 4. And I gave unto Isaac Jacob and Esau, and I gave unto Esau Mount Seir to possess it, and Jacob his children went down into Egypt. And we know all this history. We've read all of it. The Israelites went into Egypt, and they were there for over 400 years. 5. And I sent Moses and Aaron, and I plagued Egypt according to that which I did in the midst thereof, and afterward I brought you out. That was the ten plagues, which were judgments against Egypt and all the gods of Egypt. And then God brought them out into the wilderness. 6. And I brought your fathers out of Egypt, and ye came unto the sea, and the Egyptians pursued after your fathers with chariots and with horsemen unto the Red Sea. The Red Sea is south of the Dead Sea. That's where they crossed when the chariots were covered in water because of a great miracle of the Lord. 7. And when they cried out unto the Lord, he put darkness between you and the Egyptians. And that's true. There was darkness so that the Egyptians couldn't even see the Israelites, and brought the sea upon them and covered them. And your eyes saw what I did in Egypt, and ye dwelt in the wilderness many days, which was forty years. 8. And I brought you into the land of the Amorites, that dwell beyond the Jordan, and those are giants. And they fought with you, and I gave them into your hand, and ye possessed their land, and I destroyed them from before you. 9. Then Balak the son of Zippor, that was the land on the south. Then Balak the son of Zippor, king of Moab, arose and fought against Israel, and he sent and called Balaam the son of Beor to curse you. That was the prophet, who practiced divination on the side, and that's why ultimately he died, because he had one foot in witchcraft and the other foot in listening to the Lord. And you can't do both. There's Christian pastors today that have so-called ministries where they teach people how to pray and all this kind of stuff, but they aren't teaching anything biblical. They're actually teaching witchcraft. They don't teach Christianity or anything that's in the Bible. So that's kind of like Balaam. He had one foot in witchcraft and one foot in knowing the Lord. And so he was destroyed. He died in battle. 10. But I would not hearken unto Balaam. Therefore he even blessed you, so I delivered you out of his hand. 11. And ye went over the Jordan, and came unto Jericho. The man of Jericho fought against you, the Amorite, and the Perizzite, and the Canaanite, and the Hittite, and the Girgashite, the Hivite, and the Jebusite, and I delivered them into your hand. This is all the things that God has done. He took Abraham to Canaan in faith, and made him his child, and then he gave Abraham Isaac, and then he gave Isaac Jacob, and then he gave Jacob the twelve tribes, and then they were in Egypt to save them from the famine, but then they stayed there a long time, and they finally came out with signs and wonders under Moses, and then they wandered in the desert. He's taken them a long journey. He took Abraham to Canaan once, 
And now he's taking the children of Abraham back to Canaan again, but this time for permanent possession. 12. And I sent the hornet before you, which drove them out from before you, even the two kings of the Amorites, not with my sword nor with my bow. All those times that it talked about the pagans being afraid of the Israelites, they also had to deal with hornets during those times. They didn't have to fight every battle because of the hornets. 13. And I gave you a land whereon thou hadst not labored, and cities which ye built not, and ye dwell therein of vineyards and olive yards, which ye planted not, do ye eat. They did take over cities and vineyards and all kinds of good things, wells, that the pagans actually established, but now they own. And that's why a lot of these towns had pagan names originally, and then the Israelites gave them Hebrew names. 14. Now therefore fear the Lord and serve him in sincerity and in truth, and put away the gods which your fathers served beyond the river and in Egypt, and serve ye the Lord. So he's saying, forget everything you've been taught about pagan religion, and only serve the Lord. 15. And if it seem evil unto you to serve the Lord, choose you this day whom ye will serve, whether the gods which your fathers served that were beyond the river, or the gods of the Amorites, in whose land ye dwell. But as for me and my house, we will serve the Lord. Now this is a verse that people love to quote, but the heart of serving the Lord is obeying him. It's not going to church and participating in all the church programs. God commanded us to obey his laws. This has to be in your heart. It's not just something that you pronounce over yourself and it becomes true. You have to have it in your heart that you really do love God above everything else. 16. And the people answered and said, Far be it from us that we should forsake the Lord to serve other gods. They're answering Joshua and saying, No, we're never going to do this. Well, they are going to do it, but at that moment they don't think they are. 17. For the Lord our God, he it is that brought us and our fathers up out of the land of Egypt from the house of bondage, and that did those great signs in our sight, and preserved us in all the way wherein we went, and among all the peoples through the midst of whom we passed. They're affirming God did do all these great miracles for us, and we don't want to turn our backs on him. So in this moment, they agree with Joshua. 18. And the Lord drove out from before us all the peoples, even the Amorites, that dwelt in the land. Therefore, we will also serve the Lord, for he is our God. They're saying, we do want to serve the Lord. We do want to choose blessing. 19. And Joshua said unto the people, Ye cannot serve the Lord, for he is a holy God. He is a jealous God. He will not forgive your transgression nor your sins. 20. If ye forsake the Lord and serve strange gods, then he will turn and do you evil and consume you. After that, he hath done you good. Joshua's warning them, you can't serve both. You can't have your pagan gods and the God of Israel. It's one or the other. If you try to serve both, he'll destroy you. Unfortunately, like I said, there's pastors today who serve both and they're teaching their congregation to serve both. Their teachings about visiting heaven at will, talking to angels, grave soaking, receiving mantles, I am pronouncements, positive thinking, and the list goes on and on. These teachings really do have new age, occult, and witchcraft origins. 20. If ye forsake the Lord and serve strange gods, then he will turn and do you evil and consume you. After that, he hath done you good. He's warning them, if you start doing witchcraft, God will destroy you, even though he's already blessed you. 21. And the people said unto Joshua, Nay, but we will serve the Lord. 22. And Joshua said unto the people, Ye are witnesses against yourselves, that ye have chosen you, the Lord, to serve him. And they said, We are witnesses. 
23. Now therefore, put away the strange gods which are among you, and incline your heart unto the Lord, the God of Israel. 24. And the people said unto Joshua, The Lord our God will we serve, and unto his voice will we hearken. This is kind of like a ceremony in a way. They're affirming back and forth that they will be destroyed if they practice pagan religion, and they don't want to be destroyed. They love God, and they want to serve him only, and God is the only one who has blessed them. The pagan gods never did anything for them. 25. So Joshua made a covenant with the people that day, and set them a statue and an ordinance in Shechem. Covenants can be broken. With a covenant, each side has to do their part. God will protect us and save us and preserve us if we serve him and obey him only. That's the covenant. And if we don't, then we become his enemies. 26. And Joshua wrote these words in the book of the law of God, and he took a great stone and set it up there under the oak that was by the sanctuary of the Lord. The pagans love to worship oak trees, but he wasn't worshiping the oak. He was just using it as a landmark that this is where I wrote the law and put it. He put it under the stone to commemorate that the people had affirmed that they would only follow God. 27. And Joshua said unto all the people, Behold, this stone shall be a witness against us, for it hath heard all the words of the Lord which he spoke unto us. It shall be therefore a witness against you, lest ye deny your God. That stone is a witness. You know, Jesus said that if the people didn't worship me, the rocks would cry out. And there are verses in the Bible talking about how the stars sing praises to the Lord. All of his creation is witness. 28. So Joshua sent the people away, every man unto his inheritance. 29. And it came to pass after these things that Joshua, the son of Nun, the servant of the Lord, died, being a hundred and ten years old. He told everybody to go home, but then he died. 30. And they buried him in the border of his inheritance in timnath Sarah, which is in the hill country of Ephraim, on the north of the mountain of Gash, because he was an Ephraimite. He was from the blessed tribe of Joseph. Ephraim got the greater blessing than Manasseh. This makes sense that one of the ways that Ephraim was blessed greater was because out of Ephraim came Joshua, the great and mighty warrior and man of faith. 31. And Israel served the Lord all the days of Joshua and all the days of the elders that outlived Joshua and had known all the work of the Lord that he wrought for Israel. Every elder that was alive when Joshua died Israel kept serving the Lord as long as they were alive because they remembered everything that Joshua said and did and all the miracles that happened. So they kept the faith alive as long as they were alive. But sadly, when they died, that must be when things started to go bad. 32. And the bones of Joseph, which the children of Israel brought up out of Egypt, buried they in Shechem, in the parcel of ground which Jacob bought of the sons of Hamor, the father of Shechem, for a hundred pieces of money, and they became the inheritance of the children of Joseph. Joseph was second in command in Egypt, and he was an Israelite, and when he died, he prophesied and said, one day you'll be leaving this land, you'll go into the promised land, and I want you to take my bones when you leave. So when Moses took the Israelites out of Egypt, they gathered the bones of Joseph. They've had the bones of Joseph that they carried all through the desert for 40 years, and then they kept carrying them while they were fighting all the battles with the Canaanites in Canaan. And now that they're finally settled, they are burying the bones of Joseph where Israel buried himself and Leah, his first wife. The bones of Joseph got buried in the same place as Israel and Leah. 
33, And Eleazar the son of Aaron died, and they buried him in the hill of Phinehas his son, which was given him in Mount Ephraim. Because Phinehas was given a place to live in the Ephraimites' territory, even though he was a Levite, and that's why Aaron the priest was buried in the Ephraimites' territory, in one of the Levite city areas. And that concludes the book of Joshua. In our next episode, we'll be reading from the book of Judges.